Hi, my name's Evan Hill Porteous, and welcome to Re Unreview, an unpronounceable name for an unlistenable podcast about unlistenable music. Well, we're just a wet dream for the webzine. Make us it, make us hip, make us scene. Or shrug us off your shoulders, don't approve a single word that we write. I don't... F- fuck that, man. <laughs> Welcome to episode 8 of Rion Review. Uh, my name's Evan Hill-Porteous. Uh, we are doing A Fever You Can't Sweat Out by Panic at the Disco. As per usual, I'm joined by, uh, first of all, to my left, uh, Alistair Best Show Bates. Yeah. Regular on uh, Tom Sharpling's podcast, The Best Show yeah, now, Alistair. sure, yeah. Yep. I've heard you've been on it uh, how many times? Deuce. Two times. Wow, that's um, good stuff. You're, you're practically a recurring character. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I I'm, heard he had a laugh at one. I'm of in the cast. I'm. I'm <laughs> you're a character. Alistair, yeah, you're his best show. Are you having a good day, uh, Alistair? I've never had a better day in my life. That's nice to hear. <laughs> that's sorry. the most positive response we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, tell it. You're in a. <laughs> <laughs> Back by popular demand, my stupid sounds. If but, uh, one person on the internet asks you to do the gun sounds, that's not, not popular. popular yeah, it's not popular demand. <laughs> the more people have asked me to do them than have asked me to not do them. So how many people have asked you to do them? Two. But three people have asked yeah, you not stop. to do them, and we're but all in the room. You guys don't count because you're not on the pod. Well, you're on the pod. <laughs> you are on the pod. Explicitly on the podcast. Uh, so the two people that aren't, they're the on more. On the podcast, I am the fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Apparently, we're chopped to live a momo. Morris, you're standing up with me this week. Hey. How are you, Mario? Yeah, I'm, I'm here with a heavy heart. Uh, rest in peace, Kimbo Slice. But, <laughs> You're uh, very sad about Kimbo. Me, right now. But the show must go on. The show must go on. You were telling me that you, uh, what was your, what was the thing with Kimbo? He was the first person you ever saw punch an eye out. What was the story? <laughs> no, Kimbo was very formative to me about watching videos and you know people getting their shit wrecked. But okay. yeah, he popped that dude's eyeball out. <laughs> like, oh my God, great, how many? Great video. How many steps was it from Kimbo to Stolen Valor? <laughs> uh, you can draw a direct line, but it took 16 years. <laughs> okay, right, gotcha. Uh, and this week we are joined by a very special guest, Tullet. You're going to do the intro for this one? You've uh, you've seen her around the, the traps in Sydney DJing. You've seen her content online. She's a writer. She is a, a content creator. She's a goddess. Her name is Lila Henkin, uh, better known as Flex Mummy. We got her in the studio. Hey, Flex Mummy! Yeah! I'm humbled, honestly. (laughs) I wouldn't have said it myself, but it's all true. Content creator, writer, personality, modest. Yeah. Right off the bat, yeah. <laughs> right off the bat, uh, for the purposes of this episode, do you think Brandon uh, Yuri or Uri would prefer to call you Flex Mommy or Lil? Brandon Yuri. See, I had this conversation with no. See, I had I had this conversation with Tal the other day, and I was like Yuri or Uri, and he was like, I've heard him call both. Yeah, I think. Yuri, let's go with Yuri, Yuri? for the, for the right. episode. I'm so glad we got this out of the way Yuri. early. But now to you. Lil. Lil. at the tongue so nicely. It does. It and does. And I think Flex Mommy, like it's so many like syllables and everyone's like, is it Mammy? Is it Mommy? And I'm like, it's Mommy. And everyone's like, oh, okay, Flex. And I was like, Lil will do. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan seems like a very like respectful kind of boy as well. Yeah, I feel like he would so treat you nicely good. and just Wouldn't like he? first name. Yeah. 
come with the respect. Yeah, uh, well, suppose so. Sprinkle that respect on respect. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's kick it off. I I just want to start by saying that I had actively avoided this album up until this point in my life. I had no time for Panic and Disco at the time this album came out. That's probably because uh, I... Trash. Yeah, well, I just took myself a bit too seriously at the time, I think. Let me... Hold on. Let me talk about this album a little bit quickly. This album came out in 2005, September 2005, so... I also didn't realize that this album was almost 11 years old, which makes me feel fucking really terrible old. about myself. <laughs> um, That's just the initial release as well. I think um, it wasn't released internationally until a year yeah, after. I'm pretty sure it was 2006 that it came out in Australia, because that was when okay. I got it. Well, that makes me feel one year less shitty about myself. It's 10 anyway. years old, though. Yeah. So the band were formed in 2004 and were signed to Pete Wentz's label Decay Dance without ever having performed live. Nice. Album was a major commercial success. Uh, the single I Write Sins Not Tragedies cracked the top 10 in the US. Nice. Um, the band supported this album with a tour called the Nothing Rhymes with Circus Tour. Uh, thank God they called it that because they got a whole lot of shit to heap on them. About <laughs> yeah, the it's music. terrible. Um, but here's a fun fact. This album does not have a Metacritic score. Yeah. What? Well, well, well. But it received generally polarizing reviews. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad that's up. Yeah, people don't know how to take this. So, yeah, I, I have actively avoided this album. Alistair, um, you go. I know you've listened to this album uh, in your time. Yeah, I, I, when it came out, it's funny what you say. It's like 11 years because it's just made me super uncomfortable about it being 11 years of... Uh, Hitting up girls on direct messages. <laughs> See, <laughs> as, as much as I say it makes me feel like shit. Just reminds me of like screen names of just. <laughs> yeah, more so than any other album we've done though. This album, listening to it, made it feel like I just listened to it yesterday. Like eleven years was yesterday. Whereas like when I when we did with Teeth, I was like, God, oh, this God. feels fucking forever ago. Yeah, but this felt is, like it yeah, could have just totally. been yesterday. It's like I walked into two thousand and five. Yeah, totally. I know what party I was at. I know what I was and drinking. And funny enough, listening like... to it this week, my teenage acne has sprung back up again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... Is my MSN Messenger account reactivated? Yeah, all by itself. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost is... It's the phone calls are coming from inside the MSN. <laughs> online, um, online, online, online. Yeah, like, I listened to it. I wasn't crazy about Panic! at the Disco. They were definitely a band I pretended to listen to to impress girls. <laughs> um, I really liked Pretty Odd, the album that came out after this though it's the beatles album the beatles album yeah i when i think i floated pretty odd pretty early on when we were talking about albums to do it was like guys it's like the the kooky second album that people didn't understand but i think it's pretty cool and then they were like maybe tollet was with me and then you guys just shot me to shit yeah well i only knew nine in the afternoon whereas like every single other track like on uh phoebe can't sweat out turns out i just knew every track yeah and I'd never listened to this album before in my life. Yeah, it was a pretty big It turns part out that I knew every track on this album, and I'd never listened to people. it before, but I think it turned out that I was thinking of From Under the Cork Tree. <laughs> <laughs> Which pretty is easy a to fantastic mix yeah. album. Yeah. Um, Talit, I'm happy to give you the next 20, 25 minutes of the podcast if you'd like. I feel like for all of the positivity, for for all of the positivity I've felt towards most of the albums that we've done on the podcast so far, I haven't had an album where I've like genuinely wholeheartedly still loved it when we've done it. This is my Batesy Samtown. This is my Morris's with teeth. This is my... I don't have one yet. I don't like any of the albums no, we've yeah. done. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, don't worry. We're only up to episode eight, buddy. Interpol episode. 
episode's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Um, no, I I, uh, I love Panic at the Disco's first two albums, pre-split. Uh, the fans out there know that there's a difference between pre-split and post-split Can Panic at the Disco. Can you explain that to the laymen such as myself? Okay. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Well, after pretty, everyone who's not Lil, basically. After Pretty Odd, the band split up. And, a what? <clears throat> yeah, believe it or not. And uh, Ryan, the guitarist who was arguably the creative force behind the band, left. And that's why Panic at the Disco is now Brendan Urie just doing really average pop stuff. And it has been for the last like four albums. But yeah, pre-split Panic at the Disco, the first two albums, Phoebe the Can't Sweat Out and Pretty Odd, I think are... Pretty unfuckwithable, pretty odd, especially. Yeah, I, pretty odd's cool. I've gone on record as saying that I think that's going to be an album in a few decades where people will look back and be like, "We fucked up not listening to this album. This is like a special thing that yeah. we missed out It'll on." Be like 40th I can't wait for Re- deluxe episode twelve hundred. Yeah, we're gonna do pretty odd. <laughs> no, no, I will stick by it. I promise you. It's been almost a decade now. I can, I think I can. Whereas now, Brandon Yuri is metaphorically and literally dancing in hell. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we, in this episode, I would. love love to not talk about what Panic at the Disco is now. Well, you, if we can... you brought it up. He's got you against the ropes. Lil, we brought right. you on here because we know that you were, or might maybe still are, mm-hmm. a Fever You Can't Sweat Out slash Panic at the Disco fan. Mm-hmm. Fill us in. Up until minutes ago, I, thought, <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed everyone loved this album. And <laughs> if eye rolls were audible... Like, Sorry, get ready for 40 minutes of harsh reality. <laughs> like, I had no idea this was so polarising. Yeah. Like, I did click... I did type into Google just before Panic! at the Disco reviews and saw a cute 1.5 from Pitchfork. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to yeah. stop here because this is incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not Panic! at the Disco pretty odd. Mm-mm. Fair enough. Look, I get it. Like, I just don't like the sound. It's very, like, mm. Trombones. I'm not, I'm not here. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It sounds We're not here to talk about Pretty Old. We don't need to do that this old. Um, <laughs> pretty old. <laughs> but I love a fever you can't sweat out. Do you, want to, do you want to end the show there? <laughs> <laughs> at the time, were you like, I imagine that this was at the time this album came out as well. Like, yeah. this isn't a new love, obviously. No, look, like Hannah from my fave app, I am a, a little person as well. So I distinctly remember being like 13 when this came out. And I thought I was mad edgy. I was like, <laughs> I don't even like R&B and rap. <laughs> I like alternative music. <laughs> and so I used to bump this shit like it was like the most thug stuff ever. <laughs> Just being math acting out going like, you guys don't understand. Like <laughs> the song titles are really crafty and like you wouldn't get it. <laughs> did, did you come across it on MySpace or did you hear it post MySpace? Look, I heard it through the grapevine. Sure. There was a group of skater guys I was heaps keen on and they were heaps keen on the Arctic yes. Monkeys. And they were like, yeah. ooh, if you, if you like the Arctic Monkeys, you should listen to this band. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. Like, no, you gotta listen to this song. It's called I Write Sins Not Tragedies. I was like, this sounds really morbid. I don't really think it's my thing, you know? <laughs> and I was like, wow. Arguably, I, I think I pretended to like I Write Sins Not Tragedies before I liked Panic Disco at the Hole. So I would like avoid talking about it in detail, but I would like definitely tell him, be like, yeah, it's best single ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, love it. A 13 year old saying to me, best single ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you know, like... The, these guys are probably in year 10, so obviously hella mature, and we're like, oh yeah, you know, like albums and discography. I was like, yeah, I love it. They had those patchy bum fluff yeah. and the star <laughs> <shares. laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Real men. I feel like, and also kind of going, because we'll get into this a, bit, a little bit more later, but there, and you also bring up Hannah in the Samstown episode. Mm. Hannah discussed uh, her, like, particular fixation with Brandon Flowers. It's also that these two bands are both from Las Vegas. Yeah. But did you find that, like, you had a similar thing with Brandon Yuri? Because a lot, that was a big part of Panic yeah. Disco's appeal was that these guys were these sort of, like... Very almost, beautiful. They, yeah, they yeah. were... They, Young and, men. And the music is, like, in its mm. own way, very, like, intimate. Like... Yeah. Do you find... Did it hit you on, like, that sort of level as, like, a teenager as well? Just being like, oh, I just love these guys. Duh. Like, hashtag horny. But do you want to say something, <laughs> Morris? Because I feel yeah, like... Yeah, I just want to jump in there and be like, just want to let you know that Brandon Urie was born in 1987. So at 2005, Ooh, he was 17 years old. So be careful what you say right now. Yeah, but I was 13, so it's cool. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Morris <laughs> 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 thought about it. <laughs> You're in the same boat as me. We had not listened to this, like, officially yeah. beforehand. Yeah, I didn't listen to, to it then because I was woke then and I'm woke now. <laughs> fuck this album and fuck this band. Nah, like, nah, 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 nah. I do have to say, this wasn't the first time that I heard Panic! and Disco because I actually listened to the demos way back in the day because Panic! and Disco was, in fact... <laughs> the in the forward popularity. Did you record the bootlegs, Morris? <laughs> you have no you have no idea how many times that joke has been made. <laughs> cool. Uh, you're all fired. <laughs> I'm talking. This was in fact the first band that I heard off a little website called Audio Scrobbler, which then became a little website called Last FM, which then became a little website that no one fucking uses anymore. But before yeah, then... Yeah, no, mine's still attached. No, mine's, no mine, mine, mine detached itself, and I don't know why, and I'm not going to find out why. Oh. But I think, yeah, I think I the last thing I listened to on it was Disintegration, surprise. Yeah, like, before this band, like, the first, the only way I was finding music online was either MySpace or Pure Volume, and then this was, like, my introduction to Audio Scrobbler. Uh, not a good introduction. This album sucks. Hate it. <laughs> Awful. Evan. <laughs> like, I... Okay, I will say this. I hate this album, oh, but, 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 no, 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 strong. hear me, no, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. So I hate it, but I hate it in the same way that I hate like movies that are terrible. Like I, so you hate, listen to it. I hate listen to it, yeah. yeah. And I hate listen to the shit out of it, too. Like, I, I, It's like how I hate all your friends. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, including oh. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, like, it's very saccharine. It is super sugary, and it's kind of, like, gross and uncomfortable and made me feel super weird. But the whole time, like, there's this, like, little 13-year-old boy inside of me who was just like, nah, man, just give it a chance. And I was like, you know what, you're right. Like, this is... Fun. Like it's super just like it is the yeah. most sincere music. See, that I don't that's made. the worst part. I actually I, I actually think that it's so sincere that it actually falls off the other side and is kind of a little <laughs> bit insincere. Like it's just like I sat down and someone was like, I'm gonna give you a year to write the most over the top fucking thing ever, and I reckon this is exactly what I'd slam in front of you. But the difference between me is that I'm twenty seven and yeah. I should know better. These guys were like twenty, and so I, I hated it, but I had fun hating it and listening to it. So. This album is sincere to me in the same way that all those circus freaks at Camperdown Park doing fire twirling and cocktail tricks. Oh, are great, Morris! Hey, yeah. 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 Fuck this album, man! Like 
good hooks. I do like some of the melodies and stuff. There is one banger on it, but I hate oh, this look album. Oh, Fuck oh. this album, one banger. Morris, mm. you know there's a direct correlation between SoundCloud and white people with dreadlocks? I can't believe you'd say that on the airwaves. <laughs> You're talking about me? What's yeah. <laughs> what's the one song you think is a banger? Yeah, I'd love to know. And I thought this when it initially came out as well, but Lying is the Most Fun a Girl Can Have Without Taking a Girl right. Clothes Off is a very, very good pop song. It's a great very hook. Good, you actually, you have a bit of a problem with that song, don't you tell it? Like, that's oh, your wow. least favorite song on the album. It's probably my least favorite song on the album. It's where I, It gets a little gross. That song is a little bit gross for me. I'd say, I think all the songs are that gross. Uh, but that's the only one that... That direct- one's very obvious about it. That's the only one that's directly, like, a sexy, like, he sings a better fuck than any boy you'll ever meet. Like, yeah. he's, to- he's yeah. talking about himself Whoa. sexually. Yeah, I know, right? And he's, At like, 17. nine... Yeah, he's, like... <laughs> I, they're nine... How old were they at the time? Brendan Urie. Brendan Urie. I just looked this up. That's why I was like, Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> Brendan Urie's only just 29. Yeah. So he's two it. years older than I am in yeah. 2005. And way richer than <laughs> yeah. you'll ever be. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nursing makes heaps of money. <laughs> and podcasts. <laughs> yeah, she, oh, yeah, raking this one in. I, like, I do agree with that. Oh, if we, like, you showed They're me the clip gross, of... Though. Yeah, like, you showed me the clip of... Brandon Yuri hates singing I write sins not tragedies and that was the first point that I realised how uncomfortable it is when he says the word like whore the word whore yeah yeah. and and now he just yeah. doesn't do it every time they play that song live he fills it in with a you know a joking little she's a very nice lady or yeah. he lets the audience sing it and he's just like really flippant about out. it <clears throat> but yeah he's got to keep playing that song forever unfortunately yeah. but anyway I do agree that a 19 17 year old boy doesn't know how to fuck <laughs> like uh, wow okay yeah, yeah we've reduced seven, it to 17 13, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. So we are uh, we're gonna play a game this week. Tell it, you have made the game this week. Yeah, I figured because I know this album so well, there isn't really a game we could play where I would. Games are hard <laughs> to make, so good job. That's true. I made a game. Um, it's the game. I guess is called like stupid stuff that Brendan Yuri sings on this album. Uh, <laughs> Concise. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sound, is that a panic? Is that one of the titles of the song? I think it's actually a lyric yeah, from yeah, the album. Yeah. Nice. The, the original idea for the game was called "Panic Meet the Press," which is a lyric from the from the oh album. Whereas uh, stuff that they said to the press in the early early interviews, but it turns out they were just stupid kids in those early interviews. They didn't actually say anything particularly funny or clever. I've been there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I'm just gonna give you some lyrics from the album with a word blanked out. I'll give you some options for what that word would be, and you need to tell me what you think the uh, the word That's is. Okay, it seems yeah, <laughs> cool. All right, no, you'll be fine. Don't you worry, you'll be okay. On, like impulse. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. That's the, I guess that's the point is that like a lot of these lyrics, even I didn't know really what they were until years later because I was just like. Dakaray, yeah. That's one of the things is that like they have really good melodies and stuff, but I can never remember words. Hey, this is the other the thing I was the song's playing. The, yeah. the thing no, I was no, pointing no, out even to then, that's the difference between Panic and Fallout Boys. I remember those words. Tala has a good point Sorry. about this though, that's worth bringing up. Well, yeah, like the melodies are so good that you don't even notice that none of the lyrics that he sings rhyme. None of them do, and all of the choruses are just the same four lines repeated it's, it's really that are not rhyming. Rock. It, verges it kind, kind of does. It kind of does, but it was—it's like a version of it where they're just—they're very—they're foppish instead foppish. of pretentious i don't know there's like a different vibe to it foppish instead of fobbish yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. i I would still cut that out just in case (laughs) (laughs) but that's what everyone calls them all right okay so question one this is a a lyric from this song nails for breakfast tax for snacks good one the blank (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so I'll start again. The blank <laughs> is a relaxing weekend getaway where you're a cut above all the rest. Is it A, island, B, hospice, C, roadhouse, or D, disco? Hospice. You're going to go Ooh, with hospice. B, hospice? Very I think uh, for every other question, Lil has to go last. <laughs> yeah, has to go last yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's a bit quick on the draw. I don't have a poker face. <laughs> <laughs> She's ruining it for the rest of us who have no fucking clue what the answer is. So, Abeti, okay. what do you think uh, the answer is? Well, I heard hospice and it's like, it's... Like even before Will said hospice, yeah, sure. which I know is like, sure. yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no okay. I what totally else? came up what with else? it myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, come on, it's like the most my panic at the disc, my panic at the disco, <laughs> panic uh, at the disco romance uh, words. Yeah, <laughs> oh boy. All right. <laughs> Evan. I'm going to go Roadhouse. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice great family movie, direct, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And uh, Morris, I'm assuming you're hospice. hospice. Okay, well, yeah, that is correct. It was the hospice. Ding, ding, ding. Holy shit, is that really a Family Guy reference? Yeah. Uh... No, let's not get into <laughs> <No>. this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> As you read that, it made no sense to me. But it's not <laughs> like... That oh. lyric didn't ring a bell, but so, um, you said the hospice did. You. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? She's a wordsmith. Yeah. <laughs> and then the melody came. Yeah. That's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't worry. I think we're about to explore that issue quite thoroughly in the next five to ten minutes of the podcast. Yeah. All right. Second question. This is from the song, I Constantly Thank God for Esteban. Huh? Strike up the band. Whoa, the blank is beckoning. Is it A, conductor, B, disaster, C, inventor, or D, disco? Al? Oh, what was B again? B is disaster. Yeah, disaster. Evan? I'm going to conductor. Yeah, you going to go with A? Yeah, I'm going conductor. Yeah, and Lil? It's a song I regularly skip, so we'll go conductor. Sure, conductor was correct. So I believe Lil and Morris are on two points each in in the lead with Evan and Al trailing behind them on one. I'm such a sore loser. I'll just wink at you when I I say the correct answer. No one look at my face except you. Uh, All right, third question. Time to dance. One of the highlights from the album, I think. Although they're all highlights. A hot damn highlight. You a were telling me yeah. the other day. Yeah. Look, every single song on this album was a hot damn highlight. <laughs> God. Uh, okay, this is the lyric is, Boys will be boys, hiding in estrogen and wearing blank dreams. Was it A, arsenic? B, apricot? C, aubergine? Or D, disco? <laughs> Al? A. A, arsenic? Yeah. I'm going to go B, aubergine. B was apricot, C I'm was aubergine. C, aubergine. C, aubergine? Arsenic. Arsenic, and I know. Yeah, uh, that was arsenic. Okay, it was actually aubergine. Nope. No, Hell arsenic. yeah! No, it was, I, just it was, I know this shit. Like Aubergine's a purple. I didn't get the wink, so I wasn't really <laughs> sure. And then you blinked, so I was like, okay. I'm going to be real. I completely forgot about the deal that we were going to... Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Sorry. It's fine. I neglected you. This Evan, time, I'll... Evan won't get the next one. Yeah, we'll so see. This is... <laughs> oh, we'll see. You think you're a sore loser? Yeah, we'll see. This is the tiebreaker, I guess. This is from the last track of the album, "Build God, Then We'll Talk." Uh, the lyric is: <laughs> "Tonight, tenants range from a lawyer and a virgin, accessorizing with a blank tucked inside her lingerie. Is it A. Coronet, B. Rosary, C. Blasphemy, or D. Boobies?" <laughs> Al. Uh, rosary. I'm gonna go with B. Rosary. I'll go with. I'll go basically I'll go Rosary as well. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, and Morris. Yeah, Rosary. Yeah. Can you read it out to me again? I'll happily read it out to you again, Will. Uh, tonight, tenants range from a lawyer and a virgin, accessorizing with a blank tucked inside her lingerie. 
coronet, rosary, blasphemy, boobies. He did pull a weird eye shift that wasn't quite a wink. Look, I don't want to take it because I feel like I was young when this came out. Uh, I've had a lot of... A, we'll just do it. Oh, uh, coronet. Are you sure you don't mean B, rosary? B, rosary. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that was correct. So we got a three-way we got a three nice. way tie between you guys. Um, Tiebreaker, first person to tell me what the name of the guitarist is. Ryan Ross. Ryan Ross. Ross. Ryan Ross. Ryan Ross. No. I said it first. Oh. I was actually looking at the Wikipedia. Morris. <laughs> Technically, you weren't part of the tiebreaker because you weren't tied at but the end of the game. But he wins. But he had that <laughs> one. But Al came from behind <laughs> he and he one. fucking yeah, dab, yeah, Al. Yeah, dab, yeah. dab, 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 dab. Give him a oh, double dab. They deserve it. Oh, Wow, shit, dude. You just villaged us. That's crazy. Just let it roll off. Let it roll It's so off. cool how you invented dabbing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's the game. I was good. I, I loved it. Thanks, man. So now that we're... Uh, that's a really good game. Thank you, Lil. Thank you. How long... Just out of interest, how long did it take you to put that together? I feel like you know most of the lyrics on this album. Like, I this album wrote that, that game off by heart. I did not look up the lyrics to write that game. That's so interesting. Question, question, question about... <laughs> <laughs> See, it wasn't a roast, but... <laughs> but it is now. Loki roast. Morris. Morris, yeah. I remember a few years ago it being big news that Panic at the Disco had in fact dropped the exclamation mark from their name. Well, that was Is it back? Yeah, that was only for Pretty Odd. They dropped it for Pretty Odd when they did the Beatles thing and then they brought it back. Go, well, they dropped the Help had an exclamation They dropped the mark. in the Beatles time exclamation marks. Help had an exclamation mark. <laughs> they were called uh, Wonder Marks. Yeah. Uh, the exclamation mark was dropped, but they added full stops at the end of every word in yeah, Pretty Odd. Yeah, Pretty so. Odd, Odd, Odd. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, wasn't that one of those albums where every song had an alternate title as well? No. What am I talking <laughs> about? <laughs> nope. Let it happen. Uh, no, that's um, Radiohead. That yeah. was Hail to the Thief. That was Hail to the Thief. Yeah. Radiohead and a lot of people get those two bands it's mixed true, up. Yeah. Don't worry, yeah. that happens all the time. P and R are yeah. very close to each other in the alphabet. Yeah. yeah. Actually, also, the uh, new Panic at the Disco they? album, Panic at the Disco, every word is separated by the clap emoji, so maybe <laughs> that's where you're getting confused. <laughs> Sorry, is that actually true? No. Uh, would uh, would so not surprise easy. me. Yeah, like... It could happen. I'm going to give Brendan... I'll get him on the horn. I'll let him know the idea. He'll, yeah. he'll be down for it. Brandon Yuri was probably the first person to like like the tweet from Oxford Dictionary that the crying, laughing emoji was, was the word the, of the year. Yeah, yeah exactly. like that's totally, totally up his alley. Is that the Oxford Dictionary? It is now, yeah. It was the word of the year last year. Oh, no shit. Yeah. yeah. Was? The cry, laughing emoji. The cry, emoji. laughing emoji. Uh, yeah. um, anyway... <laughs> As That's fans cool. of Panic at the Disco, how did you feel when Brandon Yuri got knocked the fuck out by that bottle at Reading oh, Festival? Yeah, it was pretty that. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I like I get it. Like this is okay. So yeah, this... I love throwing shit at bands. I get it as well. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a band that I was able to openly love through the first few years of me loving them. It was the same as bands like Coheed and Cambria and Fall Out Boy, like these bands that I hid secretly from everybody you while. Hid Fall Out Boy? Yeah, totally. I was. What? I didn't get into Full Out Boy until I was 21, and extra. I was wrong. Yeah, but you're like a... Mrs. Pete Wentz. You know, dance, dance there. Yeah, dance, yeah, yeah. Classic. But the whole album. You're a bit younger than me, and you're a girl, mm. and so I like you have a. You're kind of allowed <laughs> to like that sure. stuff a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, he's just watching. He's it was a boy's night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> As we speak, he's watching a video titled "Lead Singer from Panic of the Disco Getting Bottled." Yeah, so, I don't know your emotions during mean. this. How are you feeling? Well, no, I like. I, no, it's mean, but it's funny. Wait, so how old were you when this came out? I was the same age as I was, like slightly younger than Brendan Urie. Mm-hmm. So this, I heard it on MySpace when I was about 16 or 17 when those first demos oh. came out and then the album came out and I grabbed it. I heard Panic! of the Disco before I heard Fall Out Boy. 
Yeah. I went back and <laughs> You got it wrong. I went back and It's the other way around. Pete went to spinning. They got the Rolling Stone cover before Fallout Boys, so Enough said. Yeah, one week, one month one, before. It was like one week. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, one thank month, you for yeah. showing me that drunk history. I appreciate it. <laughs> you, I, I know you've seen Panic! at the Disco live. I have. I went and saw them with my two sisters on the Pretty Odd Tour. Yeah. So considering that they were signed before they ever played live, you and I stayed up quite late the other night watching live Panic! at the Disco video clips. <laughs> Camisado, great song. Awesome song. Um, I, I was actually surprised to hear that because they were pretty convincing live. Yeah. They had a whole bunch of alternative dances on stage, which Not I was good. just super on the nose. But... Like, were they? did they hold up when you saw them? Totally. They were fucking fantastic yeah. live. And they at this point, they, the guitarist who... Re- oh, sorry, the bassist who replaced the old bassist who was just some kid that they were friends with that, like, didn't actually play anything just on the album. He was just some mate they kicked out. Um, yeah, he... by At this point, he was, like, well-established in the band. They were doing four-part harmonies. They were nailing it. There were no backing tracks. It was just the four of them being a fucking sick rock band. Perfect. What what Perfect album YouTube. was the album? Before? Pretty odd. So all right, yeah, okay. So they were doing all their Beatles stuff, but then they did like the hits from Fever You Can't Sweat Out. It was a really really good set. Uh, it was in a stadium. They managed to make it like a really. Where, where did you see show. them live? The stadium out in Homebush. Really? Yeah. Was it there, like were they headlining the show? Yeah, it was their show. The state, like the stadium. Is this like a show? No, oh, sta- no, oh, Acer Arena. Acer Arena. Oh, oh, with wow. Christ. So I was like, was this like, like, like eighty thousand people went to see Panic at the Disco at Homebush? I'm using stadium as like a like a you know. Yeah, Panic at the Disco supported by Kylie Minogue. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Lil, have you ever seen Panic at the Disco live? Unfortunately not. That's a shame. Imagine I'm not eighty-five. I still love you. No. If they came, if they toured to Australia now, and it was just them playing Fever, you can't we sweat out. Together, right? Would you go? No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. What's the price cap that you would put on seeing uh. them? Oh, she doesn't get a door spot. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I think so. You're used to being treated a certain yeah. way. <laughs> they don't know. Um, $85? 85 bucks. That's pretty high. Oh, wow. Morris, what's the price cap you'd put on this? You'd have to pay me 20 bucks. You'd have to pay you 20 bucks. Yeah. I'd pay 50 bucks to go. Mm. I had friends pay 50 bucks to see me support Smash Mouth one time, so I feel like 50 bucks <laughs> is a good level. Yeah. Al? I love that humble uh, brag. I, yeah, yeah, was it, I was about to say exactly the same thing. Yeah. Try and weasel some kind of thing out of somebody. I'll do a favor for you. Yeah, sure. Just gonna, I, It would be cool to get a panic at the disco ticket. You a groupie. Basie <laughs> yeah, knows that he's supported by DJ Basie. He knows that he could ask me to buy him a ticket. Yeah. I would totally do it just to have Dude, someone else there. I don't there. have the money. <laughs> I do. I'm good for it, you know. know, Just jumping back, I really appreciate that you guys think that me dropping that I played in a band that supported Smash Mouth is a humble brag. (laughs) I think that's really cool. That's really cool, you guys. I appreciate that. that (laughs) Yeah, we could. How much would you pay? I'm pretty sure I paid $100 for that ticket, so... And yeah, but we're talking now, now, bro. Yeah. Oh, well, now I'm a student, so I don't have that kind of money. I I don't know. If if so, this is the thing. If they if it was just Brendan Urie or if it nah, was the whole, original whole members, band's back. Original, the bit original, like the rigid edge. Rigid edge. I'd pay, yeah, eighty five. That's a good number. So I just want to know what Including the most tax. you guys all paid for a gig or a concert before, so I can just like scale. What's the most oh, wow. I've ever paid? Yeah, just That's so it's like embarrassing. Yeah, like are we talking just like a single show, like not like a festival ticket or whatever. Yeah, no, a single show. I reckon I paid about a hundred bucks to see Placebo. That's the most. That was. Pr- I recall. I recall forking out a lot of money to see Placebo and the Howling Bells. Uh, Oh, that was uh, and that gig sucked. That's, it did that's, suck. That's my top five of worst shows ever. Oh, Howling Bell's really good, but yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to sign doing anything. 
Pardon? What's the most you've paid? Uh, I recently Morris just... the Geek Pig. Yeah, Geek Pig <laughs> Morris. <laughs> He's done it. To answer the question, yeah, I recently just bought two tickets to see The Cure. It's 140 bucks each. So wow. That, How much? That, that's probably not the most either. How much did it cost mom... if you were recording them? Fire you all. Yeah. <laughs> Morris, did you go to the trilogy show at the Opera House? when they? No, because I flew out to go to Primavera in that's Europe true, the yeah. day that show happened. Yeah. Is that a humble brag? <laughs> Look, were you flying? I'm the only piece of shit here. All right, then. I'm fine with that. Primavera back then was cheaper than that shit was, so... Yeah, so I feel like that was probably the most expensive gig I've ever been to. So $100 now. Which is, yeah, like, that was 2005. Really $100 is like $200 now. did the inflation calculator. Oh my god, $170. Well, totally, Imagine paying $170. Actually, I'd pay $120 to see placebo now. That'd be mad. <laughs> well, they're doing a 20 That's a different episode. Yeah, what are we doing? Anyway, it certainly is. All right, so let's talk about this like era in emo music because it was pretty. Sure, it was, yeah, it was pretty Such influential for everyone who wasn't me, apparently, because I did not give a shit about emo at the time. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever. yeah, fair enough. So go nuts. Like, let me drink some water, go have a cigarette. You guys talk for a while. Go for it. <laughs> well, this was, I mean, that was, okay. So I, as a kid, the first music that ever spoke to me was rap. And then it was pop punk. Like, it, within it. a few weeks, Amen. it was Nelly's Country Grammar and then Blink-182's Enema of the State within, like, a month of each other. Mm. And I was living in America at the time. And when I came back here, humble neither brag. of the... Yeah, humble brag. <laughs> I was living in the uh, US of A, the uh, land of the free, home of the brave. Uh. And... When I came back, nobody listened to either of those genres. Everybody listened to, I don't know, some other... Shit. So, so when clever. emo Please came stop. around, yeah, when emo came around, it was sort of like the midpoint between like my friends who liked guitar-y music and me who loved pop punk. So like we could sort of agree on this thing, and so I was able to be like, hey, check out my Chemical Romance and whatever. Like, hey, check out Alexis on Fire Thursday, Taking Back Sunday. Like all these bands. You're just crossing so many wires right now. <laughs> no, I know, but this was all at the same time. Yeah. So that so like it was it spoke to me. And I was a sad little kid. I had I had depression in high school, so this stuff was like pretty important. But Panic at the Disco doesn't really fit in with that because they're not really depressed music. It's or emo. No. Well, that's the other thing. They definitely well. got labelled as such. Well, yeah, like, they did in the mall core, like yeah, straightened black hair. Seeing girls and seeing boys. Yeah. 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 Mm. Morris, I know you've got a lot to say about emo in this period of time. Yeah, man. Like I was, I think that's one of the issues that I had with Panic at the Disco was that I took myself so seriously at the time, and I was so into first wave, death second to false wave, emo. death to false emo, <laughs> yeah. man, death to fucking poses. Skate or die. Yeah, skate or don't skate. Uh, <laughs> in, yeah. In the question, skate or well, not question. In the in the proposition, skate or die. Do you think anybody picks die? Me, because they... I have a very high center of gravity. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Just did not <laughs> fuck. I didn't fuck with Banging Disco. I didn't fuck, fuck with My Chemical Romance. I didn't fuck with Fall Out Boy. No I started fucking with. Yeah. But when I turned 21, I started listening to Fall Out Boy again. I was like, oh, these are good songs. Like, My Chemical Romance is probably like. They're my favorite karaoke band. Like, that shit is fun <laughs> to sing at karaoke. <laughs> Panic at Disco still sucks. Very, like, elitist when it comes to emo music and shit. So I guess that's cool. My own. <laughs> I guess that. <laughs> All, the, all of the girls cool. listening are like, ooh, Horus. Here, here I am admitting that it's a fault of my own, and I still have Batesy talking shit about me. Can, oh, now we've got Tollet crying and clapping in the corner. We've got Evan going fucking red in the face emoji. and cracking the sweat. So you can all fuck off. <laughs> I'm the glue to this shit. <laughs> 
when I say shotgun, you say wedding. Shotgun. Wedding. Shotgun. Wedding. wedding. Thank you, Morris. <laughs> Great song. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so I've got uh, one positive review. No, two positive reviews and then one negative review. The first positive. Where are these from? Uh, these are from Amazon. Okay, these yeah. ones. Um, so the first one. Dot com. If, dot com. <laughs> um, not, not the not Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So this one comes from April 14, 2016. So this Ooh, is like. Wow. Oh, that was a while ago. Yeah. This is this is the other day. <laughs> this is like us reviewing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's re-unreviewing. Oh man, I think we've stolen her concept. Um, this is from Beth. So. This is five stars. Shouts to Beth. Shouts, yeah, shouts out to Beth. She just says, every song is a classic. I never feel cooler than when I'm listening to this CD. Oh, boy. <laughs> on CD. Yeah, on CD. So this is, I, like, I'm glad that you brought up that you felt like... So cool. Yeah, super cool when you listen to this. But I find it weird that somebody in 2016 feels the same way. Still feel it. You still feel it? Like, I think because of the fact now that I can still sing along and not understand what's going on, they're... <laughs> So articulate and so smart, See, and I love to sing along. I had a theory about this that I shared with Tullet, which was that um, all the theories about, you know, kind of like uh, millennials and things being this sort of advanced generation where they're so, like, tech, like technologically... No, 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 I'm not. I'm really not. So technologically inclined um, and that there's this sort of, like, world of understanding, you know, they tend to be more it's accepting. An em- there's and, an emotional uh, eloquence amongst the, the, the yeah, new generation. That's it, yeah. Um, and... As much as a lot of people put that down to, like, development of technology and this, like, shared global community, I said to tell the other day that I actually think is that everyone just grew up listening to Panic! at the Disco and had a really big vocabulary, yeah. and that is it. Like, yeah. everyone just advanced themselves because everyone loved Panic, except yeah. for me, which is why I'm a bigot. <laughs> 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 Not actually. Anyway! Um, oh. Next, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good thing no, you covered think, your tracks there. Oh, thank you. You are so cool, and Brendan Urie, look at him now. He's a great person. <laughs> he turned out super well. I yeah. love him. Okay, well, all right. Did After we him- watched those videos the other night, my YouTube algorithm started <laughs> nice. recommending me a lot of Panic at the Disco related videos. So I ended up watching like a lot of uh, interviews with him, mm. like him showing someone around his house, like oh, his home so studio cute. and his oh, pool. Yeah, Panic He's at the just disco. a yeah. great guy. He's got a really <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a very good Vine account. I'll, I'll bet. Does he not? And he's funny. He's very funny. Beautiful. <laughs> so eligible. See that body? <gasps> Next review, five stars. <laughs> the title of this review is Refreshing. I agree. <laughs> um, this is from October 4, 2005. So we're going back to the time. This is from Justin. Never was Bieber. the t- Yeah, yeah, Justin Bieber said this. Shut up, Devin. <laughs> Never was the timing more correct than now to breathe a breath of fresh air into the dying lungs of the current music scene. Emo is dead and everything else is bubblegum wannabes. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. It's poetic. Uh, bubblegum wannabes with corporate influence dragging down all creative potential lyrically and musically. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, this is the first record in a long time that is art without being a guy hitting a snare drum for five minutes and moaning with ambient music creeping in the background. This is unpretentious art. It not only achieves this status, but is also fun to listen to and not intended to take that seriously. 
The lyrics remain stellar throughout. Almost, yeah. <laughs> almost reading like a lost Kerouac novel. And the music will leave you tapping your feet and humming the choruses. Lyrically, this album laughs in the face of traditional songwriting structure. The vocals are what Patrick Stump from Fallout Boy wishes he could sound like without Pro Tools. The singer's voice soars high. So much auto-tune on this. Yep. <laughs> then hides almost to a wish, <laughs> keeping the listener on edge and creating a tension not seen in music today. So please take notice of Patrick at the disco now because they are what our scene's future is just a few years in advanced and better. Mm. So that obviously didn't happen. No. no. <laughs> well, I think they, Justin was onto something. I think that Panic definitely, and I don't know, I think you can probably corroborate this, um, they, they definitely influenced the way that pop punk kind of happened for the next like five years like every band that sort totally. of came out of that fueled by ramen decadence yeah. scene was that de- was like very wordy yeah. um a but, bit silly but, but was that bit... by virtue of panic of the disco or were they signed to that label because of that okay so when they were signed to that label that label was failing it was not a popular fueled by ramen or dk dance Fueled by Ramen. Yeah. So they got signed and they were the first um, the first band to sell over 10,000 records on, yeah. that, on that label. And following that, every single band that got signed to them had a taste of Panic at the Disco in them, whether it was... Mm. I, like, I can't think of any of the other band's name because it was all in the shadow <laughs> of them. Google? We could do a Google. I, wasn't Paramount go Fueled by Ramen? No. Oh my gosh, Paramount. Were they? I don't think <laughs> they were. <laughs> <laughs> Dream band. Um, I do like love Paramount. But you can, you can, yeah, 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 yeah. All, all of those guys. Yes. yes. Cobra Starship Academy <laughs> is definitely in that wheelhouse. I think even Paramore, like, <laughs> you go back and listen to that stuff, and that was definitely in the wake uh, of that. 303, Jim oh, Plus Heroes, yeah. oh, I love 21 Pilots. Yep. <gasps> Paramore, where are they? Paramore. What a great label. The Academy is Cobra Starship, the Friday Night Boys. No idea. <laughs> sure. Sounds oh. like my Friday Night Boys. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can endorse. But see, like, there's a band called Swank. <laughs> I do have to there? say about uh, Panic of the Disco that one thing I do really <clears throat> like about them is Brandon Yuri's vocals. Blue Line yes. Medic. Absolutely. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. Was Blue Line Medic on it? Yeah. No way. Sorry. Uh, back to what I was saying. <laughs> That's crazy that Blue Line Medic were on Field by Ramen. Yeah. Um, Probably just like a local release thing in America. They, even they just, still. Yeah. It's quite impressive. Yeah, Good for that's them. That's cool. I do like Blue um, Line. Yeah, Brandon Yuri's vocals are awesome. Yeah. He can belt it out. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Millionaire. That said, the amount of uh, auto-tune on this album, yeah. considering Panic! at the Disco fans are probably the first to comment on a YouTube video of like anyone being like, fuck auto-tune. Yeah, but there's some very obvious auto-tune. It was like a stylistic Yeah, it is weird thing. that you say that no band on that Same. album had sold 10,000 <laughs> copies beforehand because I'm like, I can see on Alistair's screen like the alumni and it's got like cute as what we aim for for our boy oh, Jimmy. That'll, that'll be old. All post. That so that's post. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. They cool. would have existed right. way before. So I think that the number that they got to was like nine. Was like nine thousand five hundred or something. Was like the most that they'd sold. And, and then and this album sold like two million copies or well, something. Then they beat that in the first week when it was a limited local release. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was. They were the first phenomenon on that label and they even elev- like I said they- I heard Panic before I heard Fallout Boy they elevated Fallout Boy up because the money that they earned from Panic at the Disco allowed them to promote <laughs> Fallout Boy as well yeah. it was just like it it's was like a symbiotic thing yeah. yeah so now that we've spoken on that here's my final review <laughs> <laughs> this one is from April 27 2011 oh. um, it's <laughs> one dollar. star and the title of the review is wow how can I get my dollar forty back <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. Here's I, your $1.40 right Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I picked up this at an antique mall today, having heard the name 
of this band but never really hearing the band. It was marked $2 and the booth sign allowed me to take an additional 30% off that. <laughs> Every time I hear the name of this band, I think of widespread panic and their song Disco. I will never do that again. I guess when you put, the mu- put out music such as this, your cover art must be catchy. Hopefully I can recoup my losses. Not since several species of a small furry animals gathered together in a cave and grooving with a picked have I read such excessive song titles. But that was Pink Floyd and they could do whatever they wanted. And that song actually sounded like several species of small furry animals gathered <laughs> together in a cave and grooving with a picked. This is more like pink cookies in a plastic bag being crushed by buildings. Is the album one continuous song? I have only listened to the 30 second samples so I haven't really heard the song breaks. They just all sound the same. My head hurts. End of review. Fuck those Not song as bad breaks. As I thought it would be. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I don't know. Wanting to toss it back for a buck forty is pretty bad though. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he just sounds like a dick. Yeah, like he. Also, re- he well, what do we out. sound like? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Stark <laughs> reality. Constructed roast, so I won't let it. Like I'll let it roll off. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have it. <laughs> he can have that. Yeah. Alistair, um, at the time that you were faking being into Panic at the Disco. I can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, at the time you were faking being in the Panic of the Disco, what would you have pretended to have rated this album out of ten? Uh, still a five, just like, <laughs> a, like a yeah. I get it. look. It's not, it's not without merit, sure. Please <laughs> 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 kiss me. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, it really work? Like, could you pick no, up? God, no, God, okay, just... <laughs> no. Oh, no. Nothing Great to try, though. Little nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You miss 100% of the shots you, you don't, don't take. take. <laughs> you got to deal with the hands, the cards that you're dealt. Yeah, okay. uh, Something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Fuck, All right. What do, you, what do you give this album now out of 10? Probably like a five, four. So it's, it's, I don't know. It's like, it's just so, like, it doesn't... St- Dink. It does. It's not great, but wow. it's not like a car crash or anything. What's your favorite track of this album? Mm, Kamisato. That song yeah. rips. My main criticism of the album is all the tacked on post production electronic y bit. It reminds me a lot of, I don't know how this well is going to go over in the room, but Sing the Sorrow era AFI when they were doing that stuff, Lost which me. was the year before this album came yeah. out. And no, I it feel was like a very was trendy one. thing to do for yeah, pop punk yeah, bands. Yeah, to put a little bit of Enter Shikari was around the same time. Yeah. So Little Skrillex had his ear to the ground. He was across it. He's like, I'm hearing something. He was touring. We would have been touring with the Penny Disco, etc. on Warped More Tour when he was... and uh, less of that. That being guitars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I am just, like... That intermission I've, track's a We've, we've done worse albums on the show, so... We've <laughs> <laughs> certainly done we better certainly albums have. on the so show. <laughs> with a five, like, if... if- you were in a group of people who were like, oh my God, like Panic at the Disco. Are you more likely to be like, oh yeah, or you'd like scowl in response? Like, where are you sitting? I don't uh, I would scowl, but if it was a group of people being like, fuck Panic at the Disco, I'd be like, oh, come on, guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> you really are fencing. Yeah, wow. You're definitely fencing. <laughs> I feel like a five is the equivalent of the conversation starts and he says, I'm going to go out for a cigarette. Yeah, pretty like, much. Like, you guys yeah. want drinks at my T, T, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it really is. Morris, you didn't listen to this at the time. Uh, but but, it, but yeah did, yeah but judging at the time what do you think you might have given this? Uh, I liked lying is the most fun. A girl can have it taking her clothes off. True. By the virtue of that song, <laughs> mumbles through the name. Yeah. <laughs> a, hmm. it's, 
We spent a whole fucking episode just reading the fucking track list. <laughs> yeah. Now. Uh, one based on that song. The rest of it can go to hell. It literally sounds like Foo Fighters crossed with the arcade fire to me. <laughs> yeah. It's all hurdy gurdies and circus music with just dumb triple M riffs. What do you give the album now? Two because of the same reason. Okay. All right, I, I reckon that song holds up really well. I think it's a really good pop song. Lyrical content, pretty naff, but so is the whole album. Like they don't stray this from. This is a very naff album. You don't fuck with Alright Sins Not Tragedies. Yeah, I mean, nah. class. No. Straight no. Straight no. Straight it sounds no. like Morris, a Foo Fighters Have you ever song. heard of closing the goddamn door? Is that the same Door? No. Shit with the door it's, open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know this. <laughs> uh, Lil? I'm going to do a remix of that track. <laughs> um, at, at the, the time, time yeah. like a an, a nine? Whoa. Hectic. Yeah, it re- like, I was, honestly, I had like, I would listen to it on repeat. I deleted the songs that I didn't listen to. <laughs> Whatever that one was you perfect That's a powerful yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She did it. I didn't care at the time. But it really changed the game for me. Like, I don't know. It was just like, unlike anything I've ever heard before, I couldn't compare it to anything that I had listened to previously. Coupled with the fact that nobody was up on it, where I was from, eastern suburbs, what up? When you <laughs> pretend to like Tupac and Biggie cool. when you're in year seven, like I refuse to believe you like Tupac <laughs> and Biggie in year seven. Um, just really relate to it. You know what I mean? I just Always felt super me. cool and I was like, this is lit. And I still feel cool, CC Beth, when I listen to it. <laughs> it's just great content. Okay, what, what do you give it now? I can't give it less. Then you, I gave it. You can. I could. You can totally give it less. You know you want. Oh look, let me give it. Let me give it a cute six now, just because I. That's a cute six. <laughs> <I> feel... <laughs> Turn that nine into a six right now. Hey, hey. Yeah. you're a six oh, and a five. Yeah. Is that when he says I'm going out for a cigarette, you say I don't smoke, and then you're stuck <laughs> in the conversation. Like that's yeah. the difference. No, only because I feel for something I've listened to that often, yeah. it just hasn't stuck. Like the fact that I can hear a lyric being read out and not recognize it yeah. is an issue what's an album yes. from that time that you think has stuck with you like arctic a, monkeys arctic monkeys yeah, okay first one. Yeah, yeah 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 i just like i can it's stuck whereas this i'm kind of like if i don't listen to it like i couldn't start singing the song without the yeah. actual track i think that's more to do problem. with brandon yuri like not rhyming any lyrics and it just being yeah. generally a trash like okay it's like, no, 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 not, not, not a trash album, but like, just like a fumbling of words. Yeah, like, there was no stickability without, no, no, it's a know, dictionary it's falling down up. the stairs. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell it. At the time, what would you have given this album? Probably, it's not, it was not a perfect album at the time. I would have given it a nine out of ten. Though. Oh, That's yeah. like, <laughs> not perfect, yeah. but nine. No, it's not a perfect album. I'm with album. you on that Thank one. you. I'm with Thank you. you. Not perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's all right. Come on. Um, no, this like it was it was a it was on regular rotation for me. I made friends because we both nice. liked Panic at the Disco and we could talk about it. And we'd be like, yeah, like because at, at the time I was a music nerd already. I was already like a wimpy little nerdy music boy. Like I listened to Yes. I listened. I was listening to rap. Like I had like a frame of reference for this. So when I met people who were into it, I was like, you see what I'm talking about here, right? This is interesting and fun and cool. So yeah, no, I thought it was really good. Genuinely, that's cool. What what would you give it now? An eight. I don't think it's quite as good as as when I was listening to it. The second half of the album definitely falters. Last Uh-oh. two tracks, I'm oh. not not a big fan of. I couldn't even tell you what they are. <laughs> 
I can that out. I could, but I've talked enough this podcast. But don't you also think it's because your pool of influence when you first listen to it is quite small? Like you'd have a sort of like a lot less music than you'd be listening to now. So I can't give it an eight when the new Drake just dropped. Like, can we round review that in like a year? Mate, I'll do it next week if you want. Like. Tell it. Back to we'll the point. Yeah. So you BTS. give you give it an eight now. I give it an eight. Now. Yeah. And yeah. tell it what what would you say uh, is your favorite song off the album now? Oh, I want to answer really, that. One. It's really tough. Well, what's what's your favorite? Oh yeah, song sorry, Lil. No, 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 Lil, you, you first. Go. We didn't okay. get to that. Please, yeah, yeah, I'm very oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, but it's better if you do. But it's better if you do. Great. Definitely. It is. That is a very good song. Yeah, that was my favorite song at the time. It is a karaoke hit for me. True. Um, I still sing that at karaoke when I can. If if the karaoke place has it. Yeah. But I think now, um, as obvious as it is to say, I think I write Instant Tragedies is so strong as a single. Yeah, but and you can't do it. That's great. No, no, I think I think I, I think you can do I think it. You can do Did it. Did you bring in a, a actually clip? brought in a clip? Uh, yeah, I, I want to just play the song. I love a segue. Yeah, thank that you. That was great. Very professional. Yeah, well, I, I almost missed that one, <laughs> but now we brought it back and I get it. Now you get There's it. some allusion to what happens oh. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, um, so anyway, with some with fresh ears. Yeah. <laughs> It's, no, I, think that, yeah. I put new ears on today. Could you put some new ears on? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the name of this segment, right? With fresh ears. I think it is. Yeah, nice. cool. yeah. All right. So with fresh ears, let's have a listen to this, the intro of I Write oh, It's Not wait, Tragedies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all ready for this? Punchline of that one. <laughs> so Morris all. didn't have headphones on, so we didn't get to hear it. You'll hear it in post-production. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's the best song I've heard all year. Oh. <laughs> all year. Can we Blake. Have a jingle for let uh, with fresh. Yeah, I'll, fresh yeah. I'll do. I'll make all right, all right, great. All right, sorry. Uh, playing right. it straight, new face. Wow, that's incredible, Talent. Yeah. Um, you're uh, totally right. With fresh ears, <laughs> that is a totally different vibe. I can't believe... Um, can't believe required it. fresh ears. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe it required fresh ears. Oh, yeah. I feel like with fresh ears... Evan, how did you feel about the album at the time? What, what would you have rated it? Uh, see, my experience with this album at the time was... I took myself too seriously for this. Like, let's just call it that rather than me being like, I didn't trust other people's taste because I was an idiot. It was on me. Yeah, I just I just took myself a bit too seriously. Like, I was a lot more wrapped up in, I guess, like, like I, that was in a period of time where I was like, there's two bands on Earth. There's Radiohead and there's Queens of the Stone Age. Like, 
this just didn't enter my field of vision because I suck. You certainly did. Yeah, yeah. And also, I when wasn't... you know yourself. <clears throat> yeah, true. But I was so riddled with teen angst that I didn't want to have fun. <clears throat> this was too fun. And as much as I feel Ooh. like this is like an angsty album, that's sort of where I landed. So at the time, I would have given this like a two. Like, I get, I got the hookiness and the catchiness and I didn't begrudge anybody for liking it, but like, it wasn't my thing. And now, how do you feel about it now? Now, I'd give this album four, but like a, like a fun four. Like... As I said, strong four. Yeah, like as I said at the top, I had like fun listening to this. I think it's, I, I think it's terrible. Don't get me wrong. Like I think it's too sugary. It's super naff. It's really on the nose. It's yeah. It's my personal brand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, like I'm just not offended by sugary yeah. naff. Like, like layer it up. Sprinkle some extra for me. Yeah. <laughs> Best song, Camisado. Camisado's <laughs> sick. Camisado rocks, man. As soon as the guitars and things kick in, like you got me, man. Good shit. Yeah, yeah totally. You, you what right now off your phone yeah. in the you, back you, of the you, studio? You, you can play okay, it. all right. I mean, everyone can listen to it. Uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll put it in in post. Yeah, I'll do drop do it do in. Do do. Thank you very much. Good epi. Yeah, Aww. this has been fun. Alistair, Bye. Um, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> uh, when when are you next on Bear Show, Al? Uh, oh. <laughs> I have a Wednesday off and I get to call it. Just leave me alone. Tell it. Hobby, Thank you right. for having me, Evan. Hey, no worries. I don't know why this no, I needed this excuse to nerd out about Panic for a little while. That's all right. Yeah, I'm glad. Morris, how's Kamasada going in the background? Yeah, sorry. Just sit back. Actually, no, yeah, this song. Yeah. Yeah, you're fine with it? another melody. Wow, yeah. is that two songs you like? Oh, I see a backpedal. <laughs> <laughs> What's that sound of? <laughs> um, oh, wheels going backwards. <laughs> Morris, He's wearing thank you for coming. Right <laughs> uh, no worries. And Will. Unofficial yeah. 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 co-host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're coming back for sure. Yeah, just letting us be guests on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you come back, we're going to do Arctic Monkeys, right? Yeah. All right, book it. We're going to do Arctic Monkeys with Lil. Bye, um, Lil. I'll see you on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and every weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Have a good one. Peace.